This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This evening, you are, I guess, I don't even know. <laughs> you wow. have uh, myself, James Radio, joined by uh, my ever-trusty, optimistic co-host, Rob Cast. Um, you know, somebody said uh, a few weeks back, the... Um, the intro music really slaps after a win or like, you know, it really hits different after a win. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, yeah does. it does. It does. And it, conversely, um, after bad losses, it's, uh, I don't know what the opposite of, uh, of slaps is, but it doesn't slap. It flaps. It lacks. Yeah. It, uh, it especially sucks because we're, we're not number one, oh. <laughs> not, even, not even close. So mad. Being number That's... one. So it was yeah. just it just of all the ways to lose to that coach very deflating because i like i really and you know it's part of being a dolphin fan i feel like it to a certain extent happens every year where you know we kind of get our hopes up and you know we're <laughs> at certain certain points of the season we're just you know crushingly disappointed um and every time it's like uh, it's like charlie brown in the football with uh, with Lucy, and honestly, it, it reminds me. I hate I hate to use someone else's joke. I think, and this is back in the from the in the Wanstat days when he was the coach. I think it was Bill Simmons made the joke that the Dolphins collapse is like Hanukkah. You don't really know when it's coming, but somewhere it's sometime in December it's coming. <laughs> you don't know the exact uh, I date. Heard that in a long, long time. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very very apropos. Um, but this is not a collapse. This is a blip. No, just a blip. Certainly seems like the league is caught up. Um, I don't think it, you, going through like a complete game recap is probably not uh, not necessary here. There wasn't. Uh, it just from the from the get from the from the very beginning of the game, it, the offense you could tell did not did not have it. Was not on. 
Um, Tua was three of seventeen to start the game, and just weirdly, the, uh, just a, for the, being three and seventeen, he actually looked better. His throws were closer. Just guys were guys were being draped. Honestly, if this game was like ticky tack called, we could have gotten a bunch of you know there could have been a bunch of calls. But three for seventeen is is atrocious. Sorry, go back, go ahead. Just not. I, I don't know. And then just like the the lack, or I don't know if it was like McDaniel's hubris or just stubbornness, but like the lack of ability to make adjustments in game to uh, you know just commit to the running game or you know try some screen passes, some maybe wide receiver screens, like any anything like that to. So just like to try and get some quick hitters to try and get the defense to, to back off a little bit. But um, yeah, it, uh, it just didn't seem, yeah, it didn't see it getting out coached by Brandon Staley, who we've lambasted on this show repeatedly um, as being one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Still believe that. Yeah. Um, he's a good defensive you know, he, coach. He's a, he's, he'd make a great defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. Yeah, I, I guess. But he, um, you know, he, I hadn't really thought of them as a good us. defensive team. I, I still don't. Um, I uh, yeah, it was just I just almost at a loss for words. I just uh, you know it was just not what I was expecting. Um, you know, it's a game of huge importance to us, and now you're sitting at eight and five, which you know you touched on a little bit uh, off air. We both actually predicted them to be eight and five at this point in the season, uh, just not in this. <laughs> manner right <laughs> definitely not in uh not getting to eight and five in the, in the way that we uh that we did i think i i don't know you know part of me just trying to make sense of everything like uh you know the three game losing streak when Tua was out you wonder had Tua played those games like maybe defenses would have adjusted a little bit sooner and maybe we'd be seeing a different version of the dolphin offense now doesn't really matter you know we honestly are we are, i don't but... think so because of the teams we played it wasn't until we, you know, like I, I don't think the the Texans were going to come up with something brilliant, or the, you know, or defensively, or the Bears, or like, you know, the Steelers maybe. But I mean, the Steelers played. The Steelers yeah. defense played well against us, and they played. They played similar. They played tight, tighter coverage. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, the Browns, the, the Browns game is the one that kind of drives me nuts because we were so that game plan was great. Like they were expecting us to pass and we came out and ran the ball a, a ton down, you know, down their throats. Um, and I just, you know, I was, it seemed like we had that capability to adjust and, and change, you know, styles on offense. And I just haven't seen it. Like, it just seems it got, like we're just, <laughs> he's just determined to, the Houston game you know, was a little scary. Shots. And there, and some of them were there. Like I, it, I, we talked about this one. There was that, that play action fake early in the game, and the, the throw was there to Tyreek. It was the, the play was there. He just wasn't looking for the ball. Some kind of miscommunication there. Um, I mean, that should have been a touchdown. And I guess you can argue that, you know, we got that one back on the, the fumble return oh, that true. we got for the touchdown anyway. Um, yeah, that shouldn't have been a score, but uh, just a just a weird, weird game. It just didn't none of it felt right. Like the defense didn't play terribly. They were forced to be on the field a lot, but they didn't make any plays. They didn't force any turnovers. They didn't force any fumbles. They got a decent amount of sacks and, and had a decent amount of pressure on Herbert, but no interceptions. Um, you know, and part of that, you know, tip your cap to Herbert. He played a very, very good game. He took what we gave him and was very patient, made some great throws, you know, escaped pressure when he had to. 
I just, yeah, just kind of at a loss. Like it just was not at all what I was expecting to see. And to your point that you made when we were talking off the air, they still had chances. They, they had chances to win somehow. <laughs> they you know, tried they, to they charge her that game right, right back before to they us. kicked the field goal. And even on the onside kick, they, you know, the ball was on the ground. We just, just didn't get either one of those. And just, it's just one of those nights. Yeah, it was tough. The running game since since Houston though, Houston had a terrible run defense, and I expected them to run it down their throat. And we didn't really get the running game going. We you know we blew them out, and and even in the second half when we should just be running down their throat, we really weren't able to. So that kind of got been worried about the running game since then. What we not surprised against the 49ers, but again should have should have been able to run against this Chargers team and. I think if they had more opportunities, I don't know. I mean, there were definitely it was either the runs were either eight yards or or minus one. Like there was no in between. It wasn't like you were getting those three and four yards of carry. We either had a big run or we got stuffed. And nobody likes getting stuffed. So I, that might be. It doesn't even seem like an afterthought. Like you know what I mean? It doesn't. Even, it seems like it's just like so far outside of the playbook and like not part of the game plan. And it's just, you know, you sprinkle in a couple runs here and there, but like. I wonder if most, I, if, if Wilson getting hurt might have affected that too. I think you gotta like, but don't you have to kind of plan for that, right? Like, it's like, like you have to take those things into account. Like it's football. Like you have to have a, a running back that can do the things that he does, like a backup. You know, I well, the problem like, is we have two running backs who are very different who are both injury prone and we only you can only choose to back up one and Ahmed's more of a Mostert backup and uh Gaskin's more of a Wilson backup and will and he was I feel like Gaskin's the better of the I've said this many many times the better of the two backs clearly and the more versatile like he can he helps you in the passing game and the running game more than more than Ahmed does I don't I just don't see the uh, like that's one thing I just don't get like I don't get the if you're if you are thin and you ha- and you are worried about you know injuries and, and depth is an issue, wouldn't you want the guy that's you know more? I don't know. That's maybe, able that's more versatile and able to be do better more than the one that's. He's probably better on special you know, teams or one of those things. I mean, there's a thousand things that I, go I into it. I don't see him on special teams. I don't, I'm just <laughs> like I don't like. I I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think the I plan was to use either of them. I mean, they just want to use the two backs, but. Even so, there was even when Wilson went out, there wasn't even a lot of there was there wasn't even that much Ahmed, so he didn't get a lot of run. Uh, like I said, it just seemed like like an afterthought. Like it just didn't seem like you know. Uh, well, like it, was, it was never part of like whatever the game plan was. Like it never, it just didn't seem like, and it was just yeah, just just strange. Like a lot, like so much of that night and so much of the game was just was strange. I mean, even. <laughs> like and then when everything's you know everything looks lost and then they you know they hit on like the you know the, the 50 yard touchdown pass it was a beautiful right. play you know, it's single coverage Tyreek beats it you know makes a great play on the ball and scores easily there's and then I'm I'll be the eternal optimist there's nothing that we see that Mike McDaniel doesn't see in you know when he's going to watch this tape he, there's nothing we can come up with that he's not going to think of I think can the team implement it? Can they implement it on the fly? We haven't seen a great amount of adjusting, as you know, you alluded to earlier. But I think they, I think they can. I think they're going to have to figure out ways to adjust. If you know, if teams are clogging up the middle deep, 
and and the out you know enforcing the receivers to the outside that's going to leave the short middle open runs screens whether it's to the wide receiver tight ends leak you know backs leaking out you know two are running i mean these things you know i think i think there's going to be things that open it up now if if ne- if Saturday nights in seven inches of snow, who the hell knows? Like you might not be able to do anything that you're planning on doing. Like that that could turn this into a whole other thing. So we may not know until we play Green Bay. You know what what the, what this offense can look like. So have you? I don't know how closely you've been watching any of the Buffalo games, like of of late, like Buffalo versus the Patriots, Buffalo versus the Jets. Um, I've watched you know, the, a little last... bit of them. I mean, I know. Th- they look they honestly they look good against the Patriots, but they hadn't haven't really looked good um you know, like Buffalo in a while. No, they've they've changed. Like they they run like their offense is a lot more traditional. And it seems like if it is gonna be one of those games like where, you know, the elements are a factor, there is snow, it's cold, like it it seems like they actually can run like a like a regular pro style offense where they're handing the ball off. Like they're using Singletary, they're using Cook, they're using you know, more base sets, like with two wide receivers and like, you know, tight end running backs, like where it's, you know, traditional running types of sets. And they're, you know, that's what their offense is. It doesn't, you know, it's not terrifying anymore, but it's, it looks efficient. They're not, you know, he's not, he hasn't thrown an interception in a couple of weeks. Um, I didn't think they were running it more. Are they running it more? In the Patriots game, they were, they, you know, they ran it quite a bit. And the, the Jets game, from what I saw, you know, I mean, there's still the designed runs for Allen, which I just I just don't get. I mean, I get it like he's that good, but you don't want to if I had that type of quarterback, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be using him like that. Right. But um, either either way, like it just seems like they're they're playing a little bit more within themselves. And that makes them, you know, it's not as flashy, but I feel like that makes them more dangerous like and difficult to, to beat i'm not worried about them i do think they're going to win i think they're going to win i think the bills are going to win against us on saturday night i think they're going to win pretty easily but i don't think it's going to be something like you know it's not going to be in the past where like i you know when they would beat us like 34 to nothing or something like that like i don't right. think it's going to be like that yeah i don't you know i think I'm, i just while you were talking i picked the, i just looked up the stats outside of allen they only had 14 yeah. rushes. <laughs> Allen had 10 rushes, Singletary eight, Cook had four, Hines one, and the wide receiver had one. Like they're so still they threw not... 27 passes and they had 20 something runs, is what I'm is what I'm saying. So but the Jets game was Allen. a little different. The, the 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 Jets defense is better, so they you know they, they right. did a better job of shutting them down. But um you I, know, the Patriots game, I think know, the biggest a, difference a lot of balance there. Yeah, but I think the biggest difference in this Bills team is there is whether it's injury or what Allen is not play. He's not, it's probably the elbow, but he's not playing at the level he was. I'm not saying I he's think playing there's a bad, few things. I mean, he's remember Dable's gone also, yeah. right? Like, so, you know, you don't, you don't have your offensive coordinator Dorsey's I'm sure he's a fine offensive coordinator, but he's probably not as good as Brian Dable. Um, I think the, there's a lot of tape out there now. So the league's kind of caught up a little bit. You know, it seems, and and I do think Allen's a little banged up from the you know from the usage over the last couple of years. They're still a very very good team. They're you know what they're nine and three. They're two games ahead of us now, or ten and three, two games ahead of us. Um, I think if they win, 
they're not they're not guaranteed the division yet. But no, if they, they're in know, the play, they're in the playoffs. Pretty much locks up the division. For it now. locks up the they 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 do get a, a playoff if they uh, a spot if they win. And yeah, I, I I mean, you know, they're just they look like a team that has adjusted to teams that have caught up to them, and now we need to see if we can adjust. Um, and I don't know. It's going to be uh, you know, it's a very tough. <laughs> obviously place to play it's a short week as we touched on last week so now they're you know they played the late game on sunday night had to fly all the way across country and now they're going up to play in buffalo on saturday night um you know i'm sure you know there's going to be a decent amount of snow um i just you know i i, I don't feel good about it the bills are you know they're they are banged up a little bit on defense no von miller um you know they haven't had micah hyde all year it's when you know one of their their best players on defense um, but they still have a lot of they still have a lot of really good players. Um, Oliver's a good a good defensive tackle. Milano is a good linebacker. Uh, Poyer is an excellent safety. You know, I, I think they're going to give us lots of problems um, like they typically like they usually do. Um, I hope our defense is able to step up and, and make some plays like they've they've played pretty well, um, but they haven't forced a lot of turnovers. Um, you know, I think they're going to need to get to Allen and, and bring him down. Um, you know, I, I, but I feel like it's, uh, it just seems kind of hopeless at this point. I hate to go so hot and cold, um, you know, but the team has been very hot and cold this year. <laughs> um, I, I think like I touched on a little bit, I think our expectations of the team was a little too high. I think they're not as good as we thought they were. And speaking of the Miami dolphins, um, and, you know, I, I do. I also think the Bills aren't as good as we thought they were either. Um, but I think right now they're they're the better football team than we are. And, you know, I that's I think crazy it's, talk. <laughs> I think uh, I think going up there on Saturday night is not going to be a fun one to watch. Um, like I said, I don't think it's going to be ugly. But, um, you know, I think the final score is going to be something like 27 to uh, 13 bills um you know i don't i don't see us doing a lot on offense i think maybe it's close and then in the fourth quarter they they kind of you know seal the deal um but that's kind of what i what i feel like it's gonna gonna look like i disagree shocking i am less confident in this game as i have been well even in the last game which we lost um but uh, my prediction is dolphins 18 Bills 17. It's going to be a weird one. Uh, weather's going to be a factor. Yeah. Weird stuff's going to happen. But uh, Dolphins are going to find a way, and the Bills fans are going to find a reason to complain about it. I, I hope you're right, and that, that does sound weird. That's a, that's definitely a weird score. <laughs> um, but we need something like that right now because um, we are 8-5, and five and I, you know, normally I would have been really excited to be 8-5, and five, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not very excited about eight and five. So uh, we got the we have the Bills this week. Um, we have the Packers on Christmas in Miami, then at New England, then home again for the Jets. Um, there is a path to the playoffs. I'm the way the team is playing right now, and I, I did say this off air, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but I mean I, I wouldn't be shocked if we, you know, don't win another game or only win one of these games. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. I would um, be shocked. Shocked, yeah. I tell you. Um, 
I think 10 and seven is a real possibility. I, you know, we were kind of talking last week how, you know, I think we were saying 10 and seven would be, you know, or 11 and six would be the absolute floor. Um, now I, I see 11 and six is the ceiling. Uh, and I, you know, I see, uh, and I, even that's going to be, they, if they lose this week and then, you know, winning the next three games, it's not impossible because those are definitely three teams that we can beat. And I think those are three teams that, you know, Green Bay, New England, and, and the Jets are more along probably of where our our actual um, our actual talent is. I feel like those are teams that we're, you know, kind of even with. So, um, I don't know. It'll be It'll be interesting to see. You know, hopefully we get some answers on, you know, who the real Tua is. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think, uh, just, just you know, to put couple... your mind at ease, I'm going to put your mind at ease. Cause I'm looking at our projections where we break the games into almost quadrants. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was pretty, I'm pretty close. I, I had us at, I had us at six and three. I had us at eight and five. And then I have us going three and one through this stretch and my original projection was 11 and 6 so just have a little faith man trust in me all right gonna happen all right we shall see we shall see um okay uh we'll get into the degenerate side of things and uh pick them when we come back from the break we'll take a take a quick break and then we'll we'll get into our weekly games give me a a chance to uh put my happy face on because i'm i'm just not not feeling so great right now This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys... It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. Um, so you did kind of cut me off there before the, uh, before the break. I was going to say stay tuned, but... Um, oh, my God. They, get... they all left. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! We'll go back. I'll put it in post. Let's move. Uh, let's move on to the degenerate side of things. Because not only did the uh, the Dolphins play terribly on Sunday night, but uh, I had a horrible week in terms of I think Pickham and the degenerate side of things. That is true. Why don't you tell the folks what you thought was going to happen? Yeah, I guess. Uh, take a. I can. I can take my medicine. So I predicted Herbert to go over on the interceptions because it's Justin Herbert. Um, he was at uh, predicted for 0.5, so I thought he'd throw at least one. Uh, he did not, so missed that one. 
Um, I said Austin Eckler would go over on receiving yards. He was uh, projected 44 and a half. He ended up with 59. So I did get that one. Um, and then the one that I had said was like taking candy from a baby to a, on the over for one and a half touchdowns, uh, which I'd been living off of pretty much the entire year. Um, he only had the one touchdown, so he did not go over. So I missed that. So, uh, one out of two on my prop bets, uh, my worst showing in the degenerate side of things since all the way back in week two, four. Oh, week four. I had a, oh yeah, I had a one, one, four in week four. All right. Um, I was with you on the Tua over touchdowns. I also thought he was good for at least two. So I missed that one. Um, but that's it because the Gasecki over under was set at 19 and a half. And I said, no, they will not throw to him. And he had zero and I was right. And you were wrong on uh, Herbert throwing an interception. I said two would not. His line was also set at a half, and I said it would be under, and it was since he didn't throw a pick. So I actually win a week two to one. I haven't won a week in a while, but uh, our actual totals are very close. We're within one one bet of each other. You're up 27-26. Yeah, and the the Gasecki stuff's interesting too. So he hasn't caught a pass in three weeks, True. Um, which is just crazy to me. Like, I mean, you have when this offense was was doing really well. You know, it, it seemed like you know there was not not that Gasecki was ever like super involved in it, but it just seemed like there were mo- like more people were getting involved. Like you you saw like Ingold, Smythe, Gasecki. You know, sometimes Craycraft would show up. You know, uh, like other people in the offense would, you know, would would get involved. I just feel like the last couple of weeks, it's like it's Hill or Waddle or Bust, you know, maybe Sherfield every once in a while. And sometimes you have a a run to Moser or Wilson, but they're just not there. It just seems so stagnant. And like the lack of creativity is astounding. Gusecki's a good player. Like, I don't even if he doesn't fit in what you're trying to do. Like, I have a thought on that. What is the thought? I'm taking the Gusecki over this week, baby. <laughs> I think I think you're right. They have to figure out. They have to. They have to do some stuff. And you know, Hill and Waddle are both. They're banged up. They're out there. They're because they're they're tough as nails. Um, they're awesome teammates and they're great competitors. But yeah, we do need to take a little pressure off them. And I think I mean the over under sixteen and a half. I think Gusecki's going to get himself a couple catches. I hope. Because I'm betting it. I hope so. What other what other props do you like this week? So <clears throat> I joked that I liked the Tua's over rushing last week. I think it was like four and a half, but I didn't take it. And he went over. I'm actually sticking to um, going with Tua's over rushing. It's set at five and a half. So basically a couple scrambles. I think, I think you know, plays are going to break down in the snow. Things are going to happen. They're going to move them. And hopefully... You know, if if Buffalo decides to clog the middle deep and play guys to the outside, you know, it will let to a run, you know, run for a couple of easy first downs and slides. So taking the over on uh, on to his rushing. And the other one I have, I don't know, this is just a, a weird thing. The Gabriel Davis on the Bills, he's their home run hitter. He's he's either he he catches like. He's like he's like a Madden player when you look at his stats. He you know like he'll he'll either do nothing or he'll have like three catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. You know like it's just like he's he's home run or nothing. And I just feel like if we give up the big play, 
it's it might you know it's 50 50 it's to davis as instead of a digs so his over under is a 38 and a half i'm gonna take the over on gabriel davis receiving all right, all right. Your props look like mine. <laughs> this is what I normally do. Yeah, weird ones. And mine are going to look like yours, except I'm, uh, except they're they're not dolphin positive. So you you are the negative <laughs> my my normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Josh Allen's rushing yards are listed at forty seven and a half. Um, I'm going to go over. Anybody that's watched this defense play against quarterbacks that run the ball uh, would understand why. Um, I believe Allen has much more than 47 and a half rushing. Um, I'm going to take the under on two of passing yards. They have two as passing yards at 236 and a half. Oh, you're a monster. Um, don't think he's going to get there oh, on Saturday night. What's wrong with you? And, and you're really going to hate this one. Uh, they have Josh Allen's passing yards at 237 and a half, and I'm going to take the over on that. Um, I Ooh. believe we're going to see a lot of Josh Allen, and uh, it's not going to be not going to be great two positive so. bill one negative dolphins you're a monster hey and, man and you and I, you uh, picked against them <laughs> i roll with the tides i guess right. although i was i was feeling good about the dolphins last week and we saw what happened that's so, true um we get back into my normal uh the sky is falling that's dolphins true because the only consistent things we had is every time you said they would lose they won mm, not necessarily no this year but I mean, when they were on their little their winning streak, like I was predicting them to win those games. No, no, I'm not the opposite. But when you predicted them to lose, they won this year. Oh, well, maybe. I hope you're right. <laughs> I would, I would gladly eat. Like I said many, many times, I would gladly eat crow. I, I think I, I would like to be clear though. Like I was like even when I was like you know championing for you know replacing Tua and getting somebody else and bringing Watson in I never said he was terrible like I've never been one of those like like those I'm not like one of those people that thinks he can't play like he definitely can and we've seen it I just you know I just you know I I was starting to buy in and and believe that he could be a franchise quarterback and now I'm like oh we're gonna need to see a little bit more um obviously so um you know, I'm still kind of in in wait and see. It's starting to feel a lot like the uh, the Tannehill years, where but it's not really it's not really his fault. The kiss of death. They had they had the full sweep on the Sunday night football predictions. That is true. Every I expert did that. That made me dolphins. feel really bad. That's just that's just an awful feeling. You need at least one out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually when they, they well, I, I guarantee you they're all going to pick the Bills on Saturday. I know. That's why it's a lock. uh we'll see the spread is seven um yeah i think the bills are gonna gonna cover um you have predicted them not to so um all right let's go over to pick them so i think i also lost in that last week we'll just keep you sure did just keep coming um yeah i had the viking or i had the the lions uh minus two at home they they won and covered um but i also picked the bills to cover versus the jets which they Oh, that was didn't. a squeaker. <laughs> and then the uh, the Cardinals, I predicted to beat the Patriots, and I really believe they would have if Murray wouldn't have gotten hurt. Uh, I don't know how much of that game you watched, but Zero. Cole McCoy actually kept them in it, and uh, were it not for an awful DeAndre Hopkins fumble that led to a scoop and score by Raquan McMillan, who plays for the Patriots oh. now. Um, yeah, that, I the, did, you know, uh, that Patriots team is... The Jets very, cover very mediocre. The Jets cover, if I'm not mistaken, they were down eleven. 
and yeah, kick the, the field, field goal. goal because you know, yeah, which was the right move. But I'm yeah, la- but yeah, I'm yeah. laughing because I'm like, oh, they're gonna cover um, by kicking that field goal and then going for the onside. Um, Bad or, beat. Oh, by the way, yeah. Mike Mike White, like, where's where's the outrage? That dude had like internal bleeding and had to go to the hospital, and they kept putting him back in the game. Oh, like, internal bleeding's fine. It's head injuries. You can't. The outrage. <laughs> yeah, you just die. The outrage <laughs> is the 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 Devontae Parker play. Yeah, I was. I didn't actually see clearly what happened. So he was clearly concussed, or so was he? Like, he was, you know, and they he was clearly they, concussed. He was he was wailed, woozy, getting up, like obvious from the get go, and goes to line up to to go, and nobody stops to play. Aguilar way is waving his arms like crazy, like we don't, you can't make this play. This guy had his bell rung. He needs to be taken out. Like Nelson Aguilar actually was the one to to do it, and. Parker actually, he he tweeted like after the game, he's like, "Yo, uh, NFL spotters, do your effing job." Um, yeah, it's like you honestly, it's the easiest job in the world. Just, just, I mean, just watch football and see yeah. if a guy gets his head wrung. That one was Ugh. obvious, and like to, for the fact they miss that, and they and they call. So I guess they only care about quarterbacks, but it's just it's ridiculous. Oh, speaking of caring about quarterbacks, we didn't even talk about the the sack that wasn't. Oh yeah, 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 uh, J- yeah. Jalen Phillips had a, had a really great game, I thought, uh, on Sunday night. Also, uh, Christian Wilkins was he was a monster. And I, I mentioned it last week. Like he's just been playing out of his mind. He's, I think, you know, he's in just one of the best, inter- if not the best, interior defensive lineman. Uh, I mean, if it right wasn't now. for the way uh, the dude on the Jets, Quentin Williams, is playing, it'd be a no-brainer. Like, they're both playing out of their minds. Uh, yeah. But, um, no, Phillips had the, you know, be- beautiful move to uh, to get the sack on Herbert, even, you know, put his arms <laughs> down just to stop himself from falling on top of him. And I that was one I just had I, – that might have been – there's been some bad ones this year. That might have been the, the worst. worst one That's I, the worst I can think one. of. Because there was nothing in it that made it seem like he tried to do any kind of extra harm. Like he we actually had literally, yeah, like we had been like when it, when the play happened, like we had been celebrating, like you know, doing the high fives around the bar. Like I didn't even like by the time like we had stopped, like I was like expecting you know the punt to already have happened and us to have the ball. And I like <laughs> it's just I felt like it just took forever for that you know that play to come out. Like and then they they call it. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah, that was just ridiculous. Um, didn't I mean on looking at the the way the game ended up playing out like we didn't end up stopping him on the next very next series getting the ball back no, on that se- scoring oh, a, oh yeah on that series yeah and then scoring a touchdown but you know it, i i feel like there's you know a little bit of momentum's lost on defense oh, there a little that you know, penalty's going to come up out. later some that time pe- they lost penalty, some time there the penalty's but. coming up later it was a big it was a big swing in the game yeah um all right, let's uh, take a look at some of the games uh, from this week. The uh, Baltimore Ravens, this one's interesting, uh, getting three going into Cleveland on Sunday. I uh, think Cleveland can win. Baltimore is without Lamar Jackson again. Huntley is banged up. I don't know who the third string is. I know he played a little bit last week, but uh, I think Huntley's scheduled to play, but I still like the Browns here. I don't like anything about the Browns from their run defense to their quarterback. I will take Baltimore plus three Huntley should play. It's funny. The guy coming, I want to say his name's Mark Andrews. Cause it sounds like that. It's obviously not that. Cause that's another player on that team, <laughs> but it might as well be Mark. It just sounds like it's something as 
not that that's a bad name, but it's bland. It seems like a like a fake name you give, you know, at the at a motel. All right. Mark you, can, you can take the Baltimore Ravens plus three. Done. Um, how about uh, our buddy Dan Campbell, the red hot Detroit Lions, getting a point and a half going into the Meadowlands to face the Jets. Uh, I am all over the Lions in this one. I don't I do not like the Jets. So I, mean, I don't like, like the, the Jets? Jets, but I I like them in this game. I just I, honestly, I don't know. I'd like to see what their defense does. I want to see if they're what their defense can do. The Lions offense is great, but it's better at home than on the road. This For one's sure. going to be on the road outside. You know, not all of the crappy weather that's going to be in Buffalo is going to be in the Meadowlands, but it's going to be cold. Um, so I just think the Jets defense has a, you know, has a better. Detroit's defense is terrible. I think Mike White will do enough. Uh, he's going to play somehow, um, even though he's should be in the hospital. <laughs> um, hey. I'd love to lose this one, obviously, because the Jets are hanging around. Um, but I know. I'll take the Jets. Minus one. I guess the, the best possible outcome, and I'm not wishing injury upon Mike White, but like maybe maybe something comes up and he can't go and they're forced to play Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, who was promoted and somehow he leads them to a win. And then they're convinced that he's the guy again. And they just go back to Zach Wilson. That would be, that would be the best outcome of this game. I, I would like to see that. So um, I don't think they're that dumb. <laughs> we'll see. They, although, they promoted him to number two. He's, uh, although he's working I, his way back up the depth chart. <laughs> I was listening. I think it's the, uh, the ringer has like one, the one of their football podcasts every week is somebody goes, you know, has a hot take or goes on a, and, uh, Oh, one of, well, one of the take, one of the guys had the take that the jets should just trade for Aaron Rodgers, which I've heard, but in another, another podcast I was listening to somebody's like, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who said it. They're like, no, the jets should sign Brady. <laughs> like he's a free agent. Don't give up anything. That's perfect for Brady. His kids live in new England. He could live in New York he could have a great defense. You know, they could use the picks. They don't have to give up to get Rodgers to fortify the offensive line. I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. God, I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's a, that'd be a good fit football wise, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Yeah. Let's yeah. We'll hope that, that, that doesn't happen. Um, all right. Last uh, another one that kind of caught my eye: the Pittsburgh Steelers getting three points going into Carolina. So Carolina now um, sneakily back into the playoff hunt because the NFC South is so bad. So bad. I'm not buying Sam Darnold. I will take the I'll take the Steelers and their defense over over a Sam Darnold win. I Panthers will take offense. the Panthers minus three. Um, probably no Kenny Pickett. Actually, I think he's. I don't know if he might play. But I think they're not even sure. They're like, if they're going to start Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky, that is a problem nobody wants to have. Picking between those two, um, I'll take this Frisky Panthers team. All right. Wow, those are three pretty terrible games we picked. Actually, well, the, uh, the, the, Jets, Lions, the Jets Lions, Lions game is fun. Because game. honestly, the winner of that game has you know should make the playoffs. Or is it will be in good position to make the playoffs. The loser of that game is going to be in ugly position for the playoffs. Who else do the Jets have this year? They have uh, the Jags. I know they have us. Us, the Jags, and 
did they play? Is it New England again, or did they play? No, they the, lost, oh, they New lost England twice, twice already, and they played. The I'm gonna Bills. pull up their schedule. Real I quick, looked at. I looked interested. at it today because my friend, the Jets fan, who I can't get sucked into this team, he's like, he's like, I bet you they go one and they don't win more than one game the rest of the way. And I looked at it and I'm like, I'm like, I think they can win two. I had them at nine. Like I remember when they were like, like I looked at their their remaining schedule. Um, and I just, I didn't, yeah, I just, I didn't see them getting past nine wins. But okay, I also so it's one. Oh, it's the Seahawks. They, but they have to go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Ah. So they're that's, home, that's home for Lions, home for Jags, then at Seahawks, and then obviously at Dolphins. So I could think they could Oof. win two of those yeah. first of those three games. They can get a couple wins out of there, which I don't like to, to think about. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, it would be great to see Geno beat them, though. Oh, that would yeah, be, that, that would be good. Geno Smith revenge game. Maybe that'd be, punch, that'd be nice Maybe to punch one of their players in the jaw. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that would be nice to see. All right. Um, why don't we take a break? So when we come back, we'll do fantasy camp and uh, finish with a little bit of nonsense. Um, so please stay tuned. And we are back. So it is time for our favorite part of the show, and this is honestly the best I've felt all night since we started doing this. So hit it, Rob. Miami Dolphins. Fancy Woo! So Miami Dolphins Fantasy Camp, for those of you that might be new to the show, is a game that Rob and I like to play every week where we draft fantasy football teams comprised solely of Miami Dolphins skill players um, and defenders. This year has been a lot of fun with the the offense uh, normally putting up some some really good numbers. We made some tweaks to the defensive scoring and uh, added some defensive players into the mix. Um, so that's that's actually spiced things up a lot over the last couple of weeks as well. Um Rob, I'll go ahead and let you recap what happened here because this was the only bright spot of my entire week uh, in, com- in terms of the NFL last week. Well, I, oh, wait, this just in. Stat correction that roughing the passer was so bogus. We're going to go ahead and give Phillips the second sack because that's horse stuff that uh, that was called because I would have won if I had one more sack from Phillips. But you did not. I did not. So this was awful. You basically won because you had Baker and Wilkins. And actually, did I? I might have not looked up tackle for losses because I I didn't put this in here. And Wilkins had like seven. So I think you actually get more points. I had some ta- both Wilkins and Baker had a tackle for loss as well. I so yeah. You- I meant to I meant to look that up when we stopped like in the break, um, because that that should. Uh, that will change things. Um, basically, offensively, you scored eight points. You had Waddle and Mostert. You had you had Craycraft. He didn't go in. You said, well, give me Gasicki. And I said, well, like, that's going to matter. They both scored zero. So you scored eight points on <laughs> offense. But Wilkins and Baker each had a sack. Each had six tackles. That's 20 points. When I throw in the tackle for losses that we find, you'll probably have even more. So you scored 20 of your 28 points on defense. I had Hill, who scored 15. Uh, Wilson got hurt, so if he didn't get hurt, I would have won because I lost by one point, if you couldn't tell by my ranting. 
So the 20, 26 yards from Wilson. Sherfield only had the one catch for seven for one point. And then Chubb and Phillips, honestly, I, I forgot how it breaks down, but it's almost all Phillips. Chubb had, actually was pretty quiet on the stat sheet. So the five tackles and one sack, which should be two, um, gave me 27 points. Shout out to Scotty Huron, who is one of our longtime oh, yeah. listeners. Uh, he was the one that suggested we switch the defensive scoring uh which basically yeah, thanks, gave me the win Scott. this week so thank you so much scotty i uh, really really appreciate the uh, the assist here it did uh it did help you out all right um so this week i pick first i'm i have already talked about how not excited i am about this this week this so, game is hard um, i mean we don't know the weather we don't know exactly you know who's going to be hurt you know who's playing as far as uh wilson this is an ugly. Yeah, this uh, is an ugly one. I'll tell you one thing. I do know, uh, Tyree Kill is the best player on this team, and I'm going to go ahead and take Tyree Kill with the first pick. That's a good call. Maybe I, he's, maybe they put him on defense, and he gets an interception return for a touchdown this week. Who knows? <laughs> um, I will stick to chalk and take Waddle and Mostert. Hasn't been. Yeah, it would be uh, great to see Waddle come back. He's been just the missing man the last couple of weeks, and he's been hurt. Um. But yeah, that would be that'd be it'd be really nice to see a big game from Waddle this week. Um, I don't think it's for anything that he's done. Quite honestly, I think I think he got hurt. I think the 49ers game was was rough because he was running wide open a lot in that game. And Tua just missed him quite a few times. And then uh, I think he got a little banged up. And yeah, he didn't uh, didn't look right on Sunday night last week. So hopefully, hopefully we, uh, you know, have a have a Waddle sighting, even though it would be points for you. I'm. Totally oh, yeah. fine with that. I'd love to see. We love. Back we love all. We love all Dolphins points equally. It doesn't matter whose team they're on. All right. So I do not think Jeff Wilson's going to play this week. So I'm going to take Trent Sherfield, and I'm going to take Gaskin because he, like, this seems to be like a type of game where he should play. Like he would be a, a running back that would be useful in in this type of game. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say Gaskin. It just seems like he's the guy that they, they got to go to if Wilson doesn't play, which I don't think he will. Um, I petitioned the league, the fantasy commissioner, um, that I should be able to combine an injured Jeff Wilson and a Cedric Wilson. I should be able to just draft the Wilsons in one spot and combine them. I was denied. Um, I'll take Negative. Jeff Wilson. I think he was a limited participant today. Um, I think he's going to try to go whatever this, this spot here is the the last usually scores zero for us. So it's, it's not real. It's not that big of a hail Mary to take uh, a player who may not play. Um, and honestly, Wilkins is, he's tempting with how, with the tackles he's been getting, but I'm going to stick with Phillips. He's been a beast. Um, and I'm sticking with him. We're going to need all the guys on, uh, on defense <laughs> on Sunday, on Saturday night, um, real time update. As we're recording this Thursday night, football is going on. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant just made a very, very nice play. A uh, little double fake screen, screen, fake screen to one side, fake screen to the other side, hit Kittle right over the middle for a touchdown, uh, about a 30 yarder. Very nice play from Brock Purdy. Um, He's not bad. that's one thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing that's happened. Like I actually, like I was, I remember watching him beat us and being like, this is terrible. We're losing to Brock Purdy, but he's actually 
not a bad player. Like he's, he had a very good game against the Bucks last week and uh, looks like he's off to a good start up in Seattle right now. So uh, good job, Mr. Purdy. Um, so it's my turn to pick. I get two defensive players and you didn't take Baker or Wilkins. Correct. Yeah. I'll take Baker and Wilkins again. <laughs> All right. And I will take uh, Roberts. I just need, I need them touchdowns. I'm touchdowns. I'm re- I need those tackles. They, uh, they score well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a pretty big game from, from Chubb. He was uh, a little bit non-existent in that, uh, in the chargers game, his, his usage has been kind of interesting. He has his lowest snap count of the, the year in terms of percentage of snaps used uh, in that game. I don't think it's for, for injury. I think it might've just been, I mean, I know Phillips has been playing very, very well and Ingram has been playing really well as well also, but I think you got to keep all three of those guys on the field at the same time. I, well, remember they played 90 snaps in, in, in uh, San Francisco and they played 80 something snaps here. This, probably just red i mean they're just they're just they're out there way too much yeah yeah that's that's a good point too uh, that yeah and that goes back to the problems on offense again Ooh, not a, not an easy task this week not an easy task at all so um oh it looks like uh baker had two tackles for a loss as so did, did wilkins. wilkins so that's four tackles for loss to add to uh, the uh, to the old fantasy camp scoreboard, so you can have your your sack. Well, that didn't, Phillips that had, didn't count. Phillips said, "Oh, really?" Because he had two tackles for loss, also. So you're gonna oh. give me my you're gonna give me that. You're still giving me that sack. I don't know. I uh, I think <laughs> I would cancel out one. <laughs> I think I would still win by one point, wouldn't I? Uh, not so sure. You would. <laughs> There we go. How much do we, we give too much for tackles for losses? Two points? I guess that's a half a sack. Yeah, it's like a half a sack. That makes sense. Like a half a sack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 36-31. Like so at least it, at least it, it's a little it's a little better. It, yeah. Um all right, man. You uh so I'm halfway done with uh Fire and Blood and uh I'm very, very much enjoying it. The uh the George R. R. Martin book about the Targaryen dynasty. Now um do you say dynasty normally or just because that's how they say it? That's because that's how they say it. Okay. I don't norm I don't normally say dynasty. I think I've said dynasty several times <laughs> on this podcast alone. Um is this the actual story that they told in the dragon show, or is it a different story? So it's part so part of the show, or the show is a part of the book. The book is the entire Targaryen dynasty from Aegon, the Conqueror's conquest of Westeros and everything that leads up until the events of the show. The show is covering a portion of the Targaryen dynasty um, and uh, the book. I'm not up to that part of the book yet. So um, they've obviously put a lot of detail into the the part of the Targaryen dynasty that they're covering on the show. Um, oh, my God. Stop it's dealing with a dynasty. civil war between <laughs> the, um, you know, civil war within the uh the tar- the house of targaryen so i haven't gotten to that part of the book yet oh i'm bored already why can't why is he writing that when i've got when i've got two more books of the stupid original series for him to finish which he never will. well this book is done this book is done it's been well, out for obviously a while, so. but he wrote it when he should have been writing good stuff uh, and it's really good to me i really like it so right. um and I'm they sure also uh good. i don't know if you saw this they finished uh shooting uh dune Part oh. two, filming has 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 
has wrapped. Oh, I am excited for that. I did. Yeah, same here. That. Did you see? Um, did you see uh, Wakanda Forever yet? I have not. Um, that's like I didn't intentionally not go. I just didn't really get a chance. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, highly, highly recommended. Oh, it's uh, it's definitely on the watch list. Yeah, it was it was very good. Much. I mean, I knew I felt like it was going to be really good, but it was even better than uh, better than I was expecting. Cool. Yeah. Very sad for sure. Definitely. Uh, I, I lot of, think so. A lot, a lot of feels, but uh, very, very, very good. Good movie. How about you watching anything or reading anything of note? Um, I actually reread The Count of Monte Cristo just because I was uh, in the mood. It's a uh, very, you know, it's one of those that I don't mind reading every once in a while, although it takes a while to get into 1800s translated from French prose, but uh, but it's it's just a great, <laughs> great story. And then there was a, and then I've real, I found there was a, a novella for the Harry Dresden, the Dresden Files books uh, came out over the summer or something. And I'm like, oh, but it was one of those things like I've read it in three hours and I'm like, that's not enough. Give me more. <laughs> uh, nice. but, but Dresden Has, Files uh... is a lot of fun. There's like, there's like 14 of them. They're, they're all quick, easy reads. The Jim Butcher, uh, big fan of the Harry Dresden books. Cool. Has uh has Tua retired from your uh, Madden franchise yet? I I didn't want to bring this up. I think this is why he he was playing so bad. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So what happened was two seasons ago he he was regressing, but he was also like you know like ten time MVP, putting up eight thousand yards and eighty touchdowns. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna draft a rookie. I'm gonna play them each a half. I'll get them both thirty five hundred plus yards and thirty five touchdowns. I'll get the rookie of the year, whatever. And when I went to do that, Waddle retired. So now Ooh. I only had one good wide receiver, and then he got hurt for like six games, and I had no receivers, and I wasn't putting up good stats, and two was on a one-year deal. And when the next year came, because he was splitting time, he wouldn't resign with me, and I couldn't afford to give him to franchise him. So he went to free agency, and he played he played uh, the last two seasons in Dallas. And I uh, and I drafted a rookie, and I threw for seventy five hundred yards and eighty touchdowns, and got him. I got him the MVP, but not rookie of the year because <laughs> Madden's so stupid. <laughs> That's interesting. Very, very interesting. Not rookie of the year. Not rookie of the year. MVP, seventy five hundred yards, eighty touchdowns. Who was rookie of the year? Uh, some guy we never heard of because he was a made up guy some from on Cincinnati. What, what position did he play? I didn't even know. I didn't even look it up. I was so mad. <laughs> it doesn't. T- it just tells you their legacy score. Like it doesn't tell you what position or on the on that screen. And I didn't even bother looking it up. So mad. But uh, there is a um, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on I've, Disney Plus. I've I been would, wanting uh, to I'll... see it. I, I heard it's really good. It's only like forty five minutes, right? It looks like it's short. It's worth the watch. It's yeah, fun. yeah. I want to. I definitely yeah. want to watch it. The trailer um, for that for Guardians of the Galaxy three came out. So is James Gunn the director of that? Is he now leading the the DCU the DC movie universe now? He is uh, the DC guy because he did the he did the last Suicide Squad movie. 
Right, and are they rebooting the whole thing? Because it sounds like Henry Cavill is not coming back. After I think, all and this, they well, they Superman. can't, and they can't use the Flash because that guy went crazy. Um, yeah, he's on the lamb, isn't he? Is he? I don't even know. Did he go? I on believe. The... I believe he's on the lamb. Oh my god, that that guy's nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I guess they're. I guess they're rebooting it. I guess that maybe they'll keep some of it. Um, like. If I Gal thought the Gadot, was really good. Did we ever talk about that one? Did you see that? I did see it. I did. I, I think we did talk about it because it was. It honestly should have ended two thirds of the way through, and you know the studio was like, "What? Where's the car chase and the big fight?" And they're like, "Okay, let's tack on this stupid thing at the end, where like, you know, with the flood and the bomb and the car, you know, like to make it feel like the other Batman movies." And I'm like, "It didn't really need that." You know, it felt like that was a studio note, um, but I liked it. Yeah, I did like it. I liked it a lot. I I didn't. I mean, I, I get your point about those two scenes perhaps being superfluous, but um, but I, I I liked them. I thought it made the. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it is I, a long movie though. Like I I, didn't, I was watching yeah. it on. Uh, I was watching it on the flight back um, that we were on, or maybe it was the flight two. I don't remember. Either way, um, yeah, it was it was good though, but it was definitely longer than I remember. But yeah, good good film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, that's about it. I haven't really been watching. Uh, haven't been really watching too much. Nothing. Uh, nothing on the on the on any of the streaming services. Nothing. Nothing worth talking about. And you uh, still haven't watched the, the Dragon Show? Yeah, that's not going to happen. No Dragon Show. Um, honestly, I'm White I'm, Lotus. I'm, oh, why I'm watching Light Lotus? I'm only on. I'm only on like episode three or so, three or four. Um, oh, that's good. You're gonna like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, enjoy, I enjoy. I enjoy the White Lotus. Um, well, that's good. All right. All right. Well, we're going to have a cold one. They're, they're playing our song. Let's go, Dolphins. Let's go, Dolphins! <laughs>